Hello everybody, thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Glove and Paradigm. I am your host, Peter, aka LPD Dubuque, and this week, it's gonna be one of those topics that I kinda just wanna sit down and have a nice little chat with my listeners. Uh, every now and then, I kinda actually like doing these kinda episodes because it allows me to actually kinda be a little bit more real about myself and actually not have to put on this level of educational content that everybody likes to listen to from time to time. You know, uh, I actually like just sitting here and kind of just kind of want to have a chat, you know. And I, I will certainly say that this topic uh, probably doesn't really apply to gloving, like probably not even at all. Uh, however, I do feel like it's an interesting topic to talk about because I've seen it in plenty of other places that... You know, it's just interesting to see this kind of prop up in these different places. Like, everybody who's listened to this this podcast over, I don't know, past four weeks now, should probably already know that I'm a huge card game player. I like playing Magic the Gathering. I still play the old, old Yu-Gi-Oh! games on, like, the Game Boy Advance. Uh, it's just because... It, where I was when I was growing up is that's the first card game I played and I kind of fell out of it, but I digress. However, with these communities such as like Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or any other community that I've, you know, listened to on various things, it could even be on video games, it could be on, you know, book writing, it, it could be a lot of this stuff. Uh, one major thing that I kept seeing on a lot of these other communities I kind of subscribe myself to is... Uh, a lot of talk of you know of historical points of these communities where things were really scary uh, in terms of they felt like it would have been the end of the community if that makes any sense like the community would disband after this uh, to give you some context uh, for a good good example if you look at like Magic the Gathering for example <laughs> you know if you look at that game for for reference there are many points in its history over the 25 plus years it's been out, that there were points where it got really, really, really shaky in terms of not only the game itself, but the people who played it. You know, we it, it, we had Combo Winter when Urza Saga's block came out. We also had the Affinity Winter, which when Affinity was just everywhere, and that was about 2004, and that almost, that really almost scared people that the game was gonna die. And there's been other instances like the Cobblade era and the Keladesh block era. I can certainly tell you I lived through the Keladosh block era and that was not a fun time. Like It was fun in the very beginning and then things just went south really, really fast. And then it got worse. And it got even worse. And it got scary. And then it rotated out and everything was fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, there, there's, you know, especially like when it comes to that thing. Like, if, another thing I'll also point out as a point of reference, like, any time... Yu-Gi-Oh came out with a new summoning mechanic. Everybody in the community was screaming like it was going to kill the game multiple times. If I had to point any of those summoning mechanics to actually threaten the game in terms of its convolutedness, it would be the pendulum mechanic. Now, I'll certainly tell any of my listeners who are huge Yu-Gi-Oh fans, do, don't get me wrong, I actually kind of like the idea of the pendulum mechanic on paper. When I've seen it put into practice, I saw where the problems lie with it. And even now with how they balanced it with the new Link summoning mechanic and things like that, it, it seems more tamed, but I saw how it was before Link's came out and and saw how, how devastating it could actually be. 
So, I feel your pain. <laughs> but those are like the two main examples that I always hear the most. And it's just because that's usually the kind of content I watch all the time on YouTube. But, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, points where a lot of... A lot of my friends who are really into gaming talk about points of where like, oh, this could kill the gaming industry and things like that. Uh, it, it's just kind of weird to sit here and think about that uh, that there are points in history in terms of things like Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or any gaming industry, you know, any franchise. Like, for crying out loud, anyone who, who's a huge Mass Effect, you know, fan of the franchise uh, knows <laughs> what I'm talking about when it came to like the ending of Mass Effect 3 and how people literally thought it, that was going to be the franchise killer of the entire thing uh, which I also <clears throat> can tell you that from a lot of my friends who are huge massive devoted fans to that franchise oh man did it almost like it almost ruined them uh, it I know some people might have some overreactions to things I will certainly tell you I've had some reactions to things that people may construe as overreactions uh i i will tell you that i do not intend on reacting in that sense uh it just tend to happen and that's not necessarily my fault it's something i was just not expecting it i will take you know <laughs> i will take the responsibility of yes i will admit that i reacted in a way that probably was not warranted but there are just certain instances that does happen and i'm sure i'm not the only one who's had reactions like that and really embarrassed themselves in front of a lot of people why am i talking about this again oh right <laughs> anyways sorry the one thing i definitely want to talk about that you know we don't see it very often in the community or at least on the internet in my opinion uh, i feel like this was more of a in-person discussion that never really jumped onto the internet in my opinion now th yes maybe there are certain points that People pointed out where that was actually a thing, but uh, I I didn't really didn't really find anything, and I really don't want to sit there and have to scroll through the Glover's Lounge over the over the over ten years that it's been. Well, if I remember correctly, it started it was founded in 2011, so only nine years. Yeah, but almost a decade since its existence on the internet of Glover's Lounge. I did not want to sit there and have to sift through so much of that, but. I will certainly tell you, somebody who's been doing gloving for over 10 years and who's been a part of the community for a very, very long time, I can certainly tell you that there were a couple of points that were very scary in gloving's history and threatened the entire art form as a whole. Okay, now, I know a lot of people are probably going to sit there and be like, well, that's not true because it's an art form and art forms don't really get threatened that way. You didn't know that's, that's actually wrong if you're thinking that way there's been many times where an art form has been threatened because people have reasons to hate it you know they have these reasons for it to not exist you know there was a very famous famous photographer during the 1970s into the 1980s who did a lot of risque photo shoots with same-sex couples and i remember i can't God, why can't i never remember this name this guy's name this guy's name is really difficult to pronounce for me and i always forget it and of course anyone who's listened to my podcast long enough should know that i suck with names i'm a person who butchers names like crazy i i i murder names okay that's that's who i am i know faces but i murder people's names it's it really drives me nuts <laughs> okay but it's a very famous photographer who did a lot of risque photo shoots with same-sex couples or same-sex partners and had a lot of backlash for it and you know to me I 
I will personally say that this person is my hero because he pushed the envelope in terms of the LGBT community and bringing awareness and things of that nature. But again, I digress. You know, <laughs> people said that what he was doing was actually threatening the art industry as a whole and could bring down the entire art industry because of their fears of things. You know, their, their unrational fears of what this person was doing would cause such a connotation of an outside perspective. A great example for us in gloving. Uh, the rave scene, especially during during the 2010 era, immediately after EDC LA in June 2010, if I remember correctly, if that was the right time period. I know it was 2010 for sure, because I know I was at Fort Hunter Liggett when all this went down. Okay, I actually remember checking Facebook and seeing this whole spiel about EDC LA just blowing up, and then all of a sudden seeing it you know, seeing a lot of Glovers in various places just talking about it. That was a very scary time. I will certainly tell you, somebody like me, who was only, uh, I think I was about four to six months into the craft at that time. You know, I was just starting out. I was a fresh scrub off the boat when it comes to gloving, you know. Uh, and it was a very scary time because what the media was doing during this whole whole thing was just absolutely ridiculous now granted i was really tell you with how the media is right now compared to how it was 10 years ago it's not very it's very different in terms of scale and magnitude you know it's it's uh how they are now is just crazy even more crazy than they were in 2010 let me just put it to you that way but i remember that you know dr phil got on all on the whole sasha's law thing and i remember every media news outlet was going crazy with that joe biden and his rave act Bull crap thing like it was it was a scary time it was a very dark time in gloving's history now granted we've only been there for a couple of years you know and yes we are in the rave scene so things like this do you know we do have these negative connotations because of the rave scene and where we started being in the rave scene you know there was a lot of negative connotations towards gloving and of course what happened the companies reacted just like how they kind of reacted now with the whole situation right now and literally just like ban a bunch of stuff. And I mean like ridiculous things were getting banned, you know. Like I've, I've heard people who were turned down for even letting into an event because of clothes that they were wearing. That there was nothing on them in terms of logos or profanities or anything like that. It was just how they looked. They were not being let in, you know. So when, when it comes to media fire, in my opinion... It causes everybody to like react and have these, you know, riot shields up to try to defend themselves. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I will certainly tell you a lot of members of the community in Gloving were like that as well, where we were really, you know, trying to band together to keep our, you know, keep our craft alive. Now, there are a lot of many good things that have come out from all this during this time period. You know, we had IGC be created. We actually had it, you know, we actually had a sports component of Gloving being established at this time. You know, to allow us to meet up and join together and enjoy the craft that we love. we To enjoy this thing that we love so much. The competitive scene really flourished at this time. Well, it actually spawned and then flourished really fast uh, at this time. And, of course, you know, we, we were able to lessen our, our connotations of, you know, every Glover is a freaking drug user. And I, I can't tell you how much that annoys me. Now... I'm not going to sit here and deny that, yes, there are people who do use within our community. What community doesn't have that? <laughs> you know, I can't, 
You can't tell me that there isn't a community, that there's a small section of the community that uses drugs. You know, it's just, it, it is what it is. You know, it's just like any fandom that has a sexual component to it. It's just, it exists. It's there. There's nothing you can do about it. And you just need to accept its existence, okay? You don't have to conform to it. You just got to accept that it exists and just move on from there, all right? That's how I am when it comes to the drug use in the gloving community. It exists. A small section of the community does it, but it exists. And I have to accept that. And I do accept that. I do accept that people do use drugs, okay? There's nothing I can do to tell them not to. As much as I can sit here and preach about it, they're going to do whatever they want to do. I only want to just tell people who do, do so responsibly. Understand what you're doing and understand what it does to your body. It's just, that's the simple thing is that if you're going to do that, do it responsibly, please. Now, <laughs> I can certainly tell you that there was maybe another time where it really felt like uh gloving was really starting to take a downturn uh you know during the during the gl era during i i want to say anywhere from 2013 to about 2016 in terms of that time period there was a certain point in there where gl was really really bad like, I mean, it was the toxic cesspool of the internet. It was literally 4chan and 2chan having a baby. You know, <laughs> if you don't know what 4chan and 2chan are, I will certainly tell you right now, 2chan is the Japanese equivalent of what 4chan is. 4chan burnt with burst from 2chan. So if you know what 4chan is, 2chan is a way worse version of 4chan. All right, just, if you don't know what either of those are, Look at them up at your own risk. I do not take responsibility of what trauma you take from going to these websites. All right, just putting that out there right now. They're not a great place to go, but if you want to check them out, do so at your own risk. That's that's all I'm saying. But Glover's Lounge was at one point a really bad place, and it was just filled with a lot of toxic people. And I'm not gonna sit here and just you know say that all of them were trolls and all that stuff. No, there was there was a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot of heat going on in the Glover's Lounge, like. I really feel like if I say this, I'm probably going to have a lot of people like rip my head off, but hear me out. Uh, when it came to Ice Cream Teddy winning back-to-back -back in terms of IGC, there was a lot of controversy behind that. A lot of people were saying that it was rigged and everything was set up from the beginning and no, none of it actually really mattered. And, you know, there was a lot of heat going, being thrown everywhere. Like, a lot of people were throwing a lot of shade towards each other, and it got really, really nasty. Um, and if... If Ice Cream Teddy is listening to this, hey, I'm not saying that you, you know, you cheated or anything. I'm just pointing at a certain point in history where a lot of things were going down that actually a lot of people were getting very concerned about. Okay, uh, I would certainly say that I had a lot of people when I was living in Flagstaff that I'd actually talked to in person, other Glovers about this. Uh, they were actually afraid that this was going to kill gloving because there was just so much controversy and so much stuff going on that literally was going to have people leave in droves. Now, just kind of bring it back to a point of reference. Uh, when it came to 2004 era of Magic the Gathering in the Affinity area, this is just a little bit before I started playing the game. Tournament attendance was so low that it literally enacted Wizards of the Coast to do something. And that's when we had probably one of the biggest ban lists to ever come out on a st on a standard format in time. <laughs> you know, it, it was you know we had like oh god how many there was like over 20 cards that got banned in this in this ban announcement. You know, in in the 2004 era. So, you know, it, it literally was a very scary time. And I would certainly say that when it came to this time period of gloving, especially when GL was very very toxic, I felt like a lot of people were leaving in droves and. Uh, it left a really bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths. Now, 
I'll certainly tell you that, yeah, I endured through that and it was really tough. Uh, I, like, I posted a couple of videos and nothing ever happened and, you know, the people who did comment on them were just, you know, the same forum letter response trash bullcrap that they think was so clever and made them so etchy and, you know, awesome. No, it didn't make you awesome. You're not smooth. It did not work. Okay, it was just, it was just childish in my opinion. Now, granted, some people might say that it still kind of happens today with Glover's Lounge, but... I would certainly say, if you think it's, it's bad now, you should have been that back then, because it was way worse. Like, I remember people, like, threatening to murder people and, like, literally cyberbullying. Actually, if I remember correctly, this was probably around the same time cyberbullying was a big, huge topic on, on, on news medias. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I feel like that, that was kind of, like, part of the peak, is during cyberbullying, uh, GL was going through this problem. But... I will certainly tell you now, with the admins and the moderators that GL has and has cultivated over the years, uh, they have worked really hard and diligently to actually clean up a lot of that filth outside, you know, out of out of the group. Okay, uh, they they really brought down the Bane Hammer. Now, granted, I know there's some controversy about the Bane Hammer on certain people. Understandable. I'm not gonna sit here and try to debate whether or not they were correct or not, but however, when it came to ones who were so clearly and blatantly trolling the community and literally just trying to destroy the community from within, they were removed. And I will say it right now that they're not perfect. The admins and the moderators are not perfect, but at least they're doing their job as best as they can and as diligently as they can to promote and provide a healthy space for us who just love gloving. Okay, so to the moderators and admins of all the gloving groups, not just GL, but all the gloving groups who work really hard to keep all the bad people out and try to keep the community very, you know, thriving and very positive and moving forward and not going back like a lot of the times I've seen it. Thank you for your guys' diligent work. It is very nice to see that you guys do that. All right, but if there was another time that people might say out now, I don't even think this even counts, but I've had a couple of people tell me that this very much concerned them when it happened, when IGC kind of discontinued. Uh, a lot of people say it discontinued. It's put on hiatus. The official announcement is that it's on hiatus. It will be coming back soon. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it and I'm not going to sit here and try to either defend nor, you know, attack the idea that IGC, you know, is a failed thing from the beginning and blah, 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 blah. That's, you know, a lot of people's different opinions about that. And that's, it's not even to like IGC specifically. It's like the competition scene altogether. It's how some people have such negative stigma thoughts to it. You know, it's, it's really weird. But, you know, with IGC going on Hayes in 2016, yeah, it was a little bit of a nerve-wracking time. But you know what? If you actually see how we've been doing so well with, like, Lights On and online competitions and in-person bosses when we were having those, and hopefully we can get back to those, uh, we, we had things going for us. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't as a big hit as, say, like, 2010 was when the whole Ravac thing happened and... You know, every, you know, every event organizer was literally bringing the band hammer down on every gloves, you know, on everybody who brought in gloves. And not only that, then it got even worse in like 2015 with like Dream State, where the security guards were literally like tackling people who had gloves and literally being extremely forceful and belligerent towards glovers. But then you have all these other flow artists with lights, the same kind of lights that we use, mind you, just saying like orbiters use the same lights we use. They use the same chips, like, come on. 
you know, they were able to go all freely and, you know, hopping down the little bunny trail with their little flowers and stuff, but when you're a Glover, no, it was like freaking Auschwitz. Like, it was, it was insane. Like, I still remember and still vividly picture the horror scenes that I was seeing on the internet about Dream State 2015. Like, it was just crazy. It was just absolutely crazy. You know, I would certainly say to me that was a scary time because it was just, you know, a lot of, a lot of steam was happening. And not only that, when it came to a lot of the EDM circuits, you know, this was a discussion topic. You know, it wasn't just the Glover's Lounge and all the other Glover groups talking about Dream State 2015. Like, no, there were blog sites that were actually talking about the event itself and what they were seeing and these were people outside of the gloving group talking about it like so there was enough buzz happening about what was going on at dream state 2015 there was a lot of talk outside of the community about what was going on there and so that's where you know things were actually starting to pick up steam in terms of maybe getting something uh, corrected here and actually get a compromise for us glovers you know who want to be there and want to enjoy it now I won't even certainly say that to anyone who uses the stupid argument that, <laughs> oh, why are you going to pay hundreds of dollars on a ticket to watch somebody wiggle their fingers with lights on them in front of your face when we have like this multi-million dollar light machine going on on stage? It just, <laughs> it's like, do you not even pay attention to what your, 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 your attendees are doing they're not sitting there just staring at the stage the entire time like it's this isn't this isn't a concert like you know it's it's a festival this you go out there and participate in activities not sit there and stare at a stage for three days in a row like oh sorry <laughs> sorry it's, it's just one of those things that just drives me up the wall when it comes to these these kind of arguments of just like well, you shouldn't be watching somebody mess around with lights on their hands when we have this this stage full of stuff. Like, yes, you have this stage full of stuff, but how many people are actually paying attention to that the entire time that they're there? They're not. It's, that's not happening. You, you just you know, pull your head out of the sand and understand what your attendees are actually doing. They're socializing. They're actually going around to do the activities you have at this festival. They're there to hang out and talk to people who are very much like-minded, you know, like-minded, and enjoy the same things that they do. There's just some people who like loving and orbiting and stuff. It's, uh, okay. Ranting over, sorry. But yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to bring up this, this kind of like cautionary tale of history when it came to gloving and the things that I've seen over the years that happened that people at least, you know, expressed their concern to me about, you know, the future of gloving from that point on, you know, and I'm just glad that we we're not in that kind of situation where, you know, when Tutting got, you know, integrated into gloving, that people were like, oh, this is going to kill the entire thing. Or when digits and dials became huge, uh, it was going to kill it. Or, you know, I, <laughs> I don't even think with the people's, you know, disdain towards clusters is what, you know, I don't see people saying that it's going to kill gloving altogether. Um, you know, which I don't even think it would. It's just another concept to add into the palette that is gloving. So, what's wrong with that? You know, that's my question to you. But yeah, I will certainly say that's pretty much all for my episode. Uh, I know it's kind of weird when I go on these little rants, but I really feel like you guys actually get to know me a little bit more as a person and not just some voice that you're listening to on the internet. Um, you know, uh, I, it's 
I've been around this this community for a very long time. Uh, you know, as much as I consider myself a very casual Glover, uh, you know, I'm very passionate about this community. Uh, I love this community. Uh, I met some of the best people within this community, and you know, it's just like it's just like any fandom. If you are passionate about this particular thing, and you find other people who are also very passionate about it, that you know, you you tend to stick together. As much as, you know, when you come to a wider scale of a gene pool, I would probably put it when it comes to like things like the Glover's Lounge, where you have 26,000 members, like, well, I'm pretty sure it's much bigger now, but last time I checked, it was over 26,000, and that's a big number, you know, big number. You know, it's, it's, it's just so funny how some people will sit there and tell you things like that, where, you know, it's also kind of funny how some people are like, wow, you guys take this way too seriously. It's it's not like they're crazy or obsessed. They're just very passionate, okay? And I'm one of those people who are very passionate and will defend the gloving community for the most part. You know, yes, I will also sit here and, you know, analyze individual case studies when it comes to particular people within the community. But as a whole, the gloving community is great. It is a very accepting place. It's probably one of the most accepting places I've been besides a lot of people who are very elitist, but I do not let those people get in my way. Other than, you know, the people who kind of come off very elitist about, you know, concepts and cleanliness and blah, 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 blah. I, I feel like that's also a very huge minority of the community that's just very loud. They're very, very loud. <laughs> and that's tends to be the thing when it comes to, I'm not saying that these people are toxic, just, you know, some people are the way that they are. Uh, but the more toxic the person is, the louder they tend to be from what I've seen. And it's not just in the gloving community, it's into a lot of other fandom communities I tend to keep my eye on, you know. But, you know, like I've told a lot of my listeners as it is, if you run into those type of people, you just need to distance yourself from them and, you know, take what they said with a grain of salt. And if you feel like what <laughs> what they have said to you really affected you, then you need to go hit up some of your friends who are also into gloving. Or you can even hit up me. That's totally fine too. I will give you words of encouragement to keep you going. Because I don't want anyone to leave this community. I love this community so much that I want people to be a part of it. Who genuinely want to be a part of it. You know. not I'm not sitting here and trying to you know, force it like a religion down people's throats. And saying that my opinion is divine law. You know, No, that's not the case at all. It is... I, I want people to come to appreciate and enjoy this craft on their own, not feel like they have to be forced to enjoy it. You know, if you feel like you're being forced to enjoy it, you might not want to be, you know, doing gloving. Now, if you appreciate the people that you're with, that's fine too. But okay, I, I think I have ranted on long enough in this lovely little episode. So definitely want to let you guys know that I'm always here to talk to you guys. I do have the various outlets that you can hit me up at. Of course, I do have the Facebook page, which is aptly named The Gloving Paradigm. You can always hit me up there, and I'm very, very much willing to communicate with anyone who just wants to talk. Of course, I also do have an email, which is muttonchopguy at gmail.com. And of course, I am on Reddit under the username muttonchopguy. So if you want to hit me up on Reddit there, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, and of course, I do have a Discord server, which you can hit me up there. They have the little link down here in this description down below if you want to go ahead and click on there for absolutely for free. You know, that's all you can do. And one other thing I definitely want to let you guys know that, you know, with 
how things certainly are. I certainly hope you guys have been kind of coping with the things. I feel like we're reaching the end of this dark tunnel and we're starting to see the light at that end. So hopefully with, you know, a lot of these orders being uplifted and rescinded so people can actually start reintegrating themselves into society instead of being, you know, contained within their home. I do want to express that if you guys are starting to feel like cabin fever, don't worry, I'm feeling it too. Uh, that we just, you know, just need to tough it out just a little bit longer. We're just, we're just getting there. So do not, do not fret. You know, I've heard a couple of places are extending to the 15th, which is totally understandable. But, you know, we, we are starting to see things starting to change. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying yourselves. But I, I, I again, I, I tend to rant on a lot. So I should probably do I should probably stop doing that so you guys can go. But yes, that is pretty much all for my episode. I do hope you guys enjoy it. I want to thank everybody who has liked the page so far and who has been showing their continuing moral support for this podcast. It would not be possible without you guys. So I want to just say I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. You guys are absolutely amazing. And you guys are the reason why I want to keep going with this podcast. So thank you so much for all your guys' help. I absolutely love you guys. But I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD8 Dubuque. And I'll see you guys all next week.